0: So, even as I speak this morning, I, I just covet your prayers as I speak. Let's pause right now and pray. Father, this morning, we again want to thank you because you are God. And we want to thank you because you understand each one of our needs. And the things we are all facing and the things we struggle with, the things we go through daily, the condition of our hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would take these words and use them to honor and glorify your name. that you speak to us and continue to direct us. We thank you and we praise you and want to continue worshiping you and serving you with our whole heart. Thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I think most of what, what I plan to share this morning, I've, I've shared before somewhere. <clears throat> but this morning, I'd, I'd like to talk about truth. And to talk about that, I want to talk about fleas. And I want to talk about prisons. I've titled my message this morning of fleas and prisons. And even though I did find scorpions and other things in the prisons where I've been, I did not find fleas, which I'm thankful for. So that 's not what i 'm going to be talking about. <clears throat> I did I did share some of these things with uh, with some brethren there in Ohio uh, about some of these concepts and and it really resonated with them just because of where they are and what they are facing. <clears throat> I'm not sure how many of you have ever heard of a flea circus. They aren't very popular. Though they have in the last few years, I I found out, they have found a little bit of a resurgence. And there's actually people who who have been, again, recreating them with actual fleas. Now there's been the, they have had for quite a few years, they've had mechanical ones and they've had, they've, they've done different electronic tricks to make it look like the fleas are doing something. Uh, but there's been actually a resurgence of people who actually do it with real fleas. And, as I understand it, back in the 1500s was the first time that they actually used fleas to do different things. And and it was basically as it started was people, there, there were different uh, uh, metal workers, especially in gold. And they wanted to show off how fine work they could do. So they made little ropes out of Gold and tied fleas with them now, how many of you know what a flea is? Okay, so this is a fair idea. Probably some of you have gotten bitten by them. I have, and i mean they're, they're very, very little now I understand that there's a, the the ones that they use for uh, for this kind of thing, are a little bit bigger than the ones you would see on cats and dogs and like that. And yet at the same time, they're not very big. So to, ma- to have something that actually you can tie them with is really small. And it's probably like in the 1820s or so is actually when, when it started becoming part of a circus, And it became became part of uh, part of uh, it was like a sideline show at circuses, where you could go and they would you would pay for going to see the the flea circus, and they would give you a magnifying glass, and you could go down and you could look and see what these things are doing. And they'd have them pulling carts and doing all kinds of different things, of course, in miniature. And a flea is like a uh, like a, an ant. It can pull a lot more than its weight, than its own weight, and so it, it's really it really is ideal for for something like this. <clears throat> I'd like for us to turn to John. Chapter eight, and I want to read from uh, John chapter eight, thirty-one through thirty-six. Then Jesus said to the those Jews which believed on Him, "If ye continue in My Word." Then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. They answered him, We be Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, Ye shall be made free? They were saying, "We, We have never been slaves, we've never been in bondage, we are free. Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the Son abideth ever. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. Now, what does this have to do with fleas? well I'm told that one of the one of the things that they do with with these fleas that they that they train see fleas only live a few months but they tell me that they'll uh, that because uh, okay fleas can jump fairly high different kinds I understand can jump higher but You can at least jump 20 inches or so. But the usually the boxes that they they would use for the flea circuses were only maybe seven, eight inches tall. And they had no top. So how do you keep a flea inside when it has no top and the side is so low? they tell me that they used to take them and put them in a jar and that jar was, was smaller than the sides of the box they were going to put it in. So the flea's sitting there and says, okay, I'm going to jump. Boom. Goes up and ouch. Hit my head. That didn't feel too good. So, go down and think about that one a little bit, but after a while, you go again. Jump again. Well, after a while, I figured out you know what? Every time I jump this hard, it hurts. So, after a while, the the fleet found out that if you only jump this much, it didn't hurt. After about two weeks of being in that jar, that flea learned how high to jump. And even though it had the potential to jump higher than those few inches, for the rest of his life he never jumped any higher. Simply because he'd been trained. Now what would happen if you all would have been born in a prison yeah isn't it isn't it true that you all who are here I, I'd say probably the majority of you. I think Pennsylvania is pretty much the place to live, and you're comfortable when you leave. It's when you come back. It's when you feel, ah, I'm. I, I understand this place. I know. I know this place. I, I feel comfortable here even though it has all these curvy little roads and, and all these other things that don't make sense, yet you feel comfortable here. I was in Nicaragua. In Nicaragua, we have, a, we have an island out in, in the biggest lake, in, the, in, the lake of, of, uh, in Lake Nicaragua. And there's an interesting thing about those people there that I noticed. There is no bridge across the mainland. So they're out on this island. And for me to have to put my vehicle on a ferry to go over to the island and then I'm there and transportation is limited and I'm... uh, There's very few roads and... If I want to get, I I get on there and it's like, uh, if I want to get off of here, I'm going to have to make sure that I book the ferry to get off. And what if there is no room? Because that's that happens sometimes. Uh, What am I going to do? And what if I want, I I have an emergency, I need to leave in the middle of the night. I'm stuck on the island. For me, it's sort of a thing of being stuck there. For them, out there is a big bad world. After they cross over back on the island, "Ah, now we're here. Now, Now we finally, now we can relax. Now, what if you all would have been born inside a prison? Would you escape? Would you escape? To what would you escape? See, freedom has to do with perspective. Now, we are going to draw an imaginary prison. And of you who know about prisons, you know, they usually put a fence out around it with razor wire and stuff like that so people don't escape. better close that up, right? But now, okay, so here is this prison. You were born here. All along here, all along the outside here, you have your, your rooms where you live. Here's where your friends live. Here are the people who you know. Here in the middle we have a place where we get our water. We have a place here where we cook our food. Now there's some conclusions I have come to inside this prison. One of them is that to be able to eat, you have to fight. Now, be thinking about, contrast that with your reality. So, inside this prison, you have to eat, or to eat, you have to fight. And why? Because there's not enough food to go around. And so, the strongest gets there first and eats what he wants to. And then the rest is left for those who come last or who can't fight to the front of the line. So, that's one conclusion I've come to inside my prison there. This is the prison where I was born. Okay? This is an imaginary prison. Now, the other thing I have come to realize inside my prison here is that there is no better food than soup made from horse intestines. It's the best thing there is. See, the only other option is soup. Made from turkey buzzard intestines. So, yes, this is the best food. In the water, we get it from our well right here, and I have been taught. That good water, the best water there is, is the water that has the, the the color of the earth. That's the best water there is. And yes, you know, sometimes it rains. But since I was young, my mother taught me inside this prison that... Clear water is bad for your health. It's not good. It'll kill you. Also inside this prison, I have found out that the sun is really bad for you. The sun is really bad. You should never allow the sun... To hit you. And I know it's bad. You know why? Because sometimes when people are really, really, really naughty, they get strapped up to the top of the roof for a few hours. And they get really, really badly sunburned, And so I know that the sun is really bad for your health. It's not good for you. And it hurts. Now, you all I saw you all smiling at some of these things, right? He said, That's not right. That's weird. That's strange. And yes, it is. But why do you think that is strange? Isn't it because your reality is different? See, each person has a different reality. Each of us has been raised in a different family. We've had a different, some of us had different cultures. Even had my, my uh, our family is married to different people from different countries. And uh, one of my sisters, one of my older sisters, is married to an Iranian. And some years back, he took his dad in to Pizza Hut to eat. He thought he was really going to give his dad something to eat. And so he paid quite a bit. I mean, this is Honduras, so he paid quite a bit for Pizza Hut. After they were done, he asked his dad, well, Dad, he said, how did you like the pizza? Well, he says, you know, I would have rather preferred food. (laughs) See, for him, food is rice, beans, and tortillas. That's food. Everything else is, you know. And I have actually... Uh, in Nicaragua, I guess I haven't noticed as much, but Honduras, in the village where we were, it was very much you know, a traditional village. And there were people that would actually tell you, I haven't eaten the whole day long. And they had, they had eaten a lot of other things that we would consider food. But they hadn't eaten yet, because they hadn't had food Now, I know the majority of you would not agree with them. But see, that was their reality. Now, what is your reality? You ever thought about it? You ever thought about how sometimes we live inside prisons? We live inside our reality and we think, you know, This is just how it is. This is how it's done. My parents did it this way. And uh, I've always lived this way. But is that the only reality? It isn't. And and i appreciate our culture and i appreciate our heritage and i i really enjoy you know those things and so i'm not talking about you know just getting rid of those things that's not what i'm talking about but when it comes to living our life our christian life many times we sit right inside this prison right here and we think this is how it's lived. Nobody else has done it any other way. That I know of, nobody else has always lived a sinless life. And I've heard people say, "Well, you can't live that way." You know, Jesus was perfect, but you know the rest of us were, yeah, yeah, you know, we're here in this prison. We can't do it. But is that the truth? You How high are you jumping? Have you believed the devil's lie that you can only jump so far? And the devil is a very cunning jailer. He's really cunning. And he has some really interesting lies. One of them is, this is liberty. This is freedom. So yeah, you go down to the bar. And you do drugs. And you give free reign to whatever feelings... You have. This is freedom. Really? Really? No, it isn't. It's bondage. Have you ever noticed how enslaved those people are? And they can't get rid of their problems. And and they continue on and on their problem. And yet when you talk to them, they'll talk about the freedom that they have to do whatever they want to do. Interesting. And they're in bondage. And, I'm not sure if you ever noticed how you see billboards that paint Really nice pictures of various things. Be, drink. You'll see, you can have a really nice billboard about you know people enjoying themselves drinking, but they don't show you the drunk the next day in the gutter. I'll show you about that. They don't show you the, the heartache and the other problems that come with it. And we could go on. You know, these things are promoted as something really good and yet, it's bondage. And, and the devil will say, they'll make you a prisoner. Really? They'll make you a prisoner outside of the prison? So Jesus said, I will make you free. And he meant it. And the Jews were saying, But, but we've never been slaves. Jesus said, Yes, you are. You're living right inside here, and you don't know it. Because this has been your reality. And you look around and the other folks, that's their reality too. So, that's how it is. But it isn't. He said the truth will make you free. And I want you to be free. I want you to live outside that. Another one, the devil says, you're doing exactly what you want to do. That's what you're doing. Really? No. See, you can do exactly what you want to do. But the Bible tells us that there is also reaping that comes with the sowing. It always happens that way. And and I've noticed there's people that sometimes, it's like they're frustrated with the results and, and, they're, and they're always looking for, for the next thrill and the next thing and thinking this time it will be different. And yet it isn't. And they continue living enslaved to that, that hope that next time the reality will be different, even though I do the very same thing. So you continue living in here, and you think you're free. And so it should be different. But it isn't. I've heard people tell me, Living as a Christian is boring. Really? I haven't found it that way. I haven't found it that way. It depends on which side of the fence you're looking, it depends on your reality. It really does. And I understand there are some people who just like the the other day someone told me, he said we were talking about uh, about brotherhood and, and church relationships and stuff like that. And he said, Well, that might be true. He said, But what I have all I have seen in my life has been this. Yes, that might be true. But there is a different reality. There is something different. Just because everybody else does it that way, and everybody else has had that experience, and you've had that experience, that does not mean you have to continue living there. It doesn't mean that you can't find a local brotherhood that works together and helps each other and understands each other's needs and pulls together. Even though you haven't seen that. I have. There is a different reality. One interesting thing about lies is that if we believe them, it's the same as if it were true. If you believe a lie, it's as if it were true, even though it isn't. And if somebody would come rushing in here all of a sudden and say, Look, there are there is a huge army coming just two miles away and they are coming through and they are bombing every place you need to flee south right now what would we do? I don't know (laughs) but it would depend if we believed him or not And there would be a consequence if it were true or not. And we would have to live with that consequence. Okay, So if it is true, and we believe that it is true, it wouldn't take us very long, I don't think, to go out there in our vehicles and head south as fast as we could. Because we believed it. Now, what if later this afternoon we find out, you know what, that was a lie. It's like, why did we even leave church, you know? But see, we tend to believe lies. And the interesting thing about it is that once we believe them, once we believe the devil's lies, we will self-destruct. The, 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 the devil contrary to what many people believe and say the devil did not make me do it. See, once I believe what the devil wants me to believe and that's a lie because he is the father of lies the Bible says once I believe that his job is done. I will take it on from there. And I will self-destruct. It's that simple. He doesn't have to continue making me do this and that and the other thing. No, I will do it. Because of what I believe. Because of what my reality is. And what my belief is, I will self-destruct. And it can come in many forms. But see, for myself, I used to be a perfectionist. For years, I believed I needed to be perfect to be accepted. And so I did many things... It, and when I did something that was not right, I kicked myself, and I was just like, "How can I do it better the next time so I don't do this?" And so I, I can do it perfectly so that I can be accepted. It's a hard way to live. It's a hard way to live. There are folks out there who believe that they are responsible for the decisions and the sins of others. And they continue carrying guilt. And they continue carrying feelings and emotions for from other people and for other people when they could be free. soon after we got married my wife was pregnant and we were in town and she was hungry well it was just a little past lunchtime but yeah it wasn't it wasn't that bad i wasn't hungry and she didn't tell me that she was hungry okay but you women who've been pregnant you probably know how how hunger comes around a little bit oftener maybe and i noticed that she's not ver- all of a sudden she's like she's not very happy with me and i didn't know how to deal with this one and and so i we sat down and just what's what's bothering you well after a long time she came out with it said I was hungry. Well, why didn't you tell me? Well, I thought that if you would truly love me you would you would know. <laughs> see, I've never been pregnant before. I've never had I've never taken care of somebody who is pregnant, okay? So I didn't know. But see she believed that even if I truly loved her, then I would automatically know that. Well, um, you men know that that's not true. We we sad to say a lot of times we don't just automatically understand what our wives um, want and what their needs are. Now we need to we need to try to understand that. Okay, that's that's good, and I think we should be we should learn. And on the other side, I think it'd be it'd be good if y'all would be sometimes a little more vocal with some of those things. You know, that's 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 where we can learn. But see, we can believe lies. I that one could have could have been a real bad one in our relationship, right? There's people that have, been, that have split over things probably more insignificant than that, just because of the lies and the things that they believed and how they reacted to those things. See, because when you live in here and this is your reality and you think this is it, then what happens? What if I live in this prison And you live in this one. And y'all get real meat over there, and I just get the other stuff over here. Two different, totally different realities. But John 8 says... In verse 32, Jesus was telling them, Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, truth is freeing. There is an inherent freedom in truth it sets us free. All of a sudden, we are no longer bound by these prisons and these walls simply because we believe other things. <coughs> and I don't know how weird you think I am, but the, the, the one thing that I heard the most when I was in prison the thing i heard more people tell me than any other thing was you are weird yeah i know, i know i'm different i know i'm weird that's okay but at the same time if i look at them and the reality they live I would say the majority of you would concur with me that they're probably a little more weird than they think they are. You know, when you have a whole bunch of men in a room and they have their earphones on and they're listening to hip-hop and they're all just the jamming away and the going with it and stuff like that. And I'd look at that thing and it's like, wow, don't they realize? Don't they realize what they're enslaved to? And then they turn around and say, you're weird. (laughs) See, it depends. It depends what, what prison you're in. It does. It really does. It depends where you live. Yeah, but what is truth? Pilate asked that of Jesus. He said, What is truth? What really is truth? And a lot of times, we will, inter- well, actually we do. We interpret truth by what we grew up with. And, and until our, uh, the Lord can change that. The Lord can transform and renew our minds to where we believe in other realities. And we understand other things and our mind gets transformed and renewed. And I think that's part of mind renewal uh, that the Bible talks about is to get rid of those lies that we believed. All of a sudden, you know, we're, we're reading or we're listening to the word and all of a sudden something new pops out. Wow. You mean I, I believe this and yet well, this is something different. So, what are we going to believe? And I have heard people go to the Bible and say, well, you know, I, I, don't, I don't believe that that particular thing in the New Testament is, is, is right. It's just, and why was it? Simply because that was not part of their reality. And they were not open to listening to that. So, what is truth? What is truth? Where are we going to begin with truth? Because we tend to interpret things of what we believe. And false information will never lead us to freedom. So if you're lost on one of these beautiful winding... Pennsylvania roads and you ask someone how do I get to Schaeferstown? What if you are south of Schaeferstown and they say well to get to Schaeferstown you need to go south. It'll be a long time. Yeah. You'll, you'll need more than a vehicle. You'll need, you'll need an airplane to come around again, right? Yeah, you can go to Town South, but it's not the way you want to go. See, wrong information will never get you to the place where you want to go. See, not all roads lead to God. But Jesus did say that the words he spoke, he said, those are truth. And those are the way. I am the way. In fact, he said, yeah, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And there's no other way to him. But if you believe that. Some other God, some other thing, some other religion will get you there? Will it get you there? No. Simply because we have to believe the truth to receive the benefits of the truth. And so the Bible needs to be our starting point for knowing truth and understanding truth. Luke 4, verse 18 and 19. Jesus himself read this, and it was a prophecy about him. This is what he came to do. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering a sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's what he came to do. He came to set us free from these prisons. He came to set us free from inside here where we believed all kinds of things that were not true. That's what He came to do. He came to set us free. Matthew 11, verse 28-30. He has an invitation to each one of us. He says, Come unto Me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Notice how he's, is very emphatic in how he said it. Not just maybe. He says, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart and ye shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Yes, it is a yoke. Yes, it is a burden. But it's a whole lot better than living there, than living inside my prison, believing lies. Going back to John 8. If ye continue in my word, then ye are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. You will know the truth if you are my disciples. If we follow God. You see, there's an if there. If we do this, if we follow Him, if we are disciples, if we continue listening to Him, because He is the truth, if we continue listening to Him, then we will be free and we will be free indeed. That's what He says in 36. If the Son therefore shall make you free, ye shall be free indeed. See, we don't have to live inside that prison. You know, praise the Lord, we don't have to live there. We don't have to continue in those prisons. We can be free. Interesting I found though, is that every time I get rid of something major in my life, it seems like, you know, there's something else down the road. The Lord shows me, you know what, you've got it. A little bit like an onion. You take one off and, wow, it's nice and clean. But after a while I find out there's another, there's another layer to this onion. Now take that one off. And while we live on this earth, if we're honest with ourselves, we're going to continue taking layers off of that, that onion. And we're going to continue taking that thing down because we are going to get closer to God and understand more of his uh, of his truth and what he wants for us because we have been born inside a prison we were born there we have we have we were born with that nature and that's what we have to put off we have to put off those lies and those things that we have learned Because God wants us free. And if you follow Jesus, He said, I will make you free. You shall be free indeed. So this morning, the question I would like to leave with you all is, how high are you jumping? Or, have you believed the lie that you can only jump this far when you could jump a lot further. Because God wants us to be free. He wants us to know the truth. Because He wants us free. May the Lord bless you.